with a look at the week ending October 4th. So the, the S&P 500 had a pretty decent week considering um, the turn of events that took place. Uh, the S&P finished the week lower um, by about 35 basis points. Certainly uh, nothing uh, disastrous compared to uh, what was taking place during the week with the weaker-than-expected ISM manufacturing report followed by the weaker-than-expected services uh, report out of ISM. Uh, regardless, the S&P was able to brush off a lot of those losses uh, and was able to claw its way back by the week's end following the basically in-line jobs report that came out Friday morning. Um, the one thing of note about that jobs report was that wage growth was lower than expectations coming in at 2.9% versus estimates for 3.2%. And that uh, basically the turn of events over the week increased the odds of a rate cut in October to 76% from uh, while the odds for a, a no rate cut uh, are now at 23%. That compares uh, to last week uh, the odds of being a rate cut in October are just 49%. So uh, certainly the weaker than expected data has resulted in the odds for an uh, a rate cut in October rising. And also they've increased the odds for a rate cut in December now to 42% from last week's reading of about 20%. This is according to data provided by the CME group. Um, <clears throat> so uh, when we look at the actual mood of the market this week, it was a mixed week in terms of sentiment. We did have semiconductors finish the week higher versus, uh, as measured by the SMH by about 2%. Technology sectors, stocks also performed well, rising by about 1%. That was followed by healthcare, which was up 90 basis points, um, biotech up 50 basis points, and consumer staples up by 46 basis point points. Um, so basically, we had a, a bit of a risk on sentiment, but there was some uh, cautiousness and defensiveness in there mixed in with the healthcare and staples kind of performing well as well. Um, when we look at some of the sectors that didn't perform well, energy, industrials, materials, financial. So those are all kind of the reflation trade, uh, you know, uh, growth sectors of the economy, the, the parts of the market that need strong economics to boost these uh, stocks. And so they underperformed this week by quite a large margin because basically the weaker than expected data doesn't really support at this point uh, a pro-growth or a, a, a higher growth rate, um, global global higher growth rate going forward. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so basically that's why you're seeing sectors like technology uh, kind of perform well because these are kind of um, in terms of uh, they're not going to be affected as much as some of these uh, more uh, industrial material sectors by slower growth in the world. Um, also interesting this week, you had momentum stocks that, as measured by the MTUM kind of outperform uh, rising by 50 basis points versus the value sector, the VLUE, dropping by about one and three quarter percent. So the S&P 500 finished the week at 29.52. Uh, we had been down as low as uh, 28.55 or so um, on October 3rd, which was just yesterday. So we had a 100 point rally in the S&P 500 just since um, uh, Thursday morning following that weaker than expected ISM report. And the big level, the big thing here is that the S&P 500 basically not only refilled the gap that was created the morning of October 2nd, um, on, on the index, but it also rose above that gap, and it also took out a downtrend that had been in place starting uh, on September 19th. So this was really a pretty critical uh, move for the market. It also managed to get up to a resistance level right around 29.52. So again, this is a pretty big, pretty big reversal for the market that took place uh, in the last couple of days. 
uh, it probably sets up a retest of the take of, of the 2985 level. Uh, that was a region that had really plagued the market for most of the week of the 24th through the 27th. Uh, so if we can manage to get back up to that level, it potentially sets up uh, a retest of the all-time high. So believe it or not, despite all the uncertainty, recession fears, and everything that kind of percolated this week, the market's really in a very good position to continue to grind higher. And when we look at earnings estimates, I'm currently modeling uh, for 2019 earnings of $163.19. That's actually an uptick from where we were on the 20th of September when we were looking for $162.66. I've also seen an uptick in earnings estimates for um, 2020 to $180.92, uh, which is up from about $179.94. And um, uh, basically, an inline or slightly lower than uh, reading uh, for 2021 at 197.63, down from 197.82. So that leaves the market trading at about 14.9 times 2021 earnings estimates and about 16.3 times 2020 earnings estimates, which again is still on the lower end of average. Uh, typically, we've seen the S&P 500 on average traded around 17 to 17 and a half times. Uh, one-year forward estimates uh, going back to the year 1998. Um, and so we're still kind of in a, in a really good position here to see the equity market continue to rise and, and get to some of these higher valuations. Um, in fact, based on some of these models that I'm running uh, in a 17.5%, a 17 times multiple, I'm still targeting around a 3360 reading on the S&P 500 at some point during 2020. Uh, which is about 14% higher than where we are currently on the marketplace. Um, so basically, I, I think all, when all said, uh, the past week was a pretty bad week in terms of some economic data that came in. Again, the recession fears kind of rose, but when you look through the data, it all kind of suggests we're growing the GDP currently at around 15 to 2%. Um, and typically, sometimes these numbers have been on the lower side of the estimates. So it, the way I'm thinking about third quarter GDP growth, it's somewhere probably around 2% at this point, give or take a little bit. Um, and that's, you know, although slower than what we had been doing at the beginning of the year and most of last year, it's still not a recessionary number. And I think if the Fed can continue to act in a, in a dovish way and keep interest rates low, it should be enough to kind of support the economy and get it through this little lull that we're seeing in, um, in growth. So, uh, and if that's the case we've had an equity market that's basically gone nowhere now for about 20 months or so um, with these low valuations in the market uh, based on current earnings estimates uh, you know the market has a really good chance to potentially do something here uh, in, the, in the not too distant future um, which would become as a surprise to a lot of people I'm sure but I continue to be bullish on the market I continue to think things are set up really nicely here and we're in a pretty good spot to potentially see uh, an end of year rally and a beginning a, a 2020 rally at the start of the year. So that's the way I'm thinking about things, and that's how I'm thinking about the market overall. Of course, um, I appreciate you listening to this. This is something new I'm trying to do. And if you're interested, I run a, a, subscribe, a, a subscription service on the Seeking Alpha Marketplace called Reading the Markets. I also run a subscription model on Stock Twits called Reading the Markets as well. Um, and I do things like this on almost a daily basis, actually, for those followers. So if you like this type of review, I feel, feel free to please check those, um, set those subscriber sections out. And again, thanks. Have a great weekend. And uh, hope you enjoyed, uh, hope you enjoy next week too. Bye.